post-game podcast, episode 33. Boys, we are finally back. This is, as always, Chad, and I'm joined with a new co-host today. Um, my man, James, otherwise known as Urkel Williams, is with us. James, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Chad. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing well. It's it's good to be back. Um, for those of you listening, James will be our, our new co-host, host, at least for the indefinite future. Um, we'll see if he works his way into full-time rotation. Um, big show is always to get to today. Before I do anything else, though, I do want to say shout out to my guy, Will Harjo. Um, we have not recorded since March, and Will won our March Madness Bracket Challenge. We actually had a decent number of y'all participate in that bracket challenge. We appreciate y'all. That was fun to follow all of March. Um, my bracket, among many others, were, were ruined very early on. But shout out, Will. I think we said in our last podcast, you would either get a hat, a t-shirt, or you're welcome to come on the podcast. Let us know which of those you prefer, and um, we'll get that to you or invite you on. Rundown-wise for today, um, starting out with, off with anything but sports, we'll jump into headlines. We'll do a quick card talk and then wrap up, as always, with the fourth quarter. James, anything on your mind before we jump into it? Uh, yes. So I don't know about the rest of your um, followers, but uh, something that's been on my mind is this uh, Ozark has finally dropped the last back half of the season. And from what I've heard from a couple of my friends, they're saying it's nuts. I've only seen the first episode, so I can't give you an in-depth uh, description about it. But from what I've heard, it's 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 wild. So you said I'm you very said looking forward the, to watching the, it. The back half of a season, or they dropped it in? Yeah. So so yeah. So normally, what they do is they drop the full season. But for this particular season, season four is their final season. So they dropped the first eight episodes, like at the top of the the 2022 oh, they took a two-month break and then they just dropped the last six episodes uh on friday night so um and two of my friends have already finished all, all, six, all episodes. six at once yeah so and two of my friends have already finished the whole season so i'm like goodness gracious so after this i might have to pick back up where i left off on okay all right that, that's acceptable then some of these newer shows like they'll release on streaming services hulu netflix yeah. but they'll still go the traditional route and release like one new episode a week that's trash like we live in a binging culture now just yeah, exactly. drop the whole dang season at once you're telling me i mean some shows like when they do that i personally like snowfall i don't even watch it until the whole season is on hulu because i'm like this one episode of nonsense is ridiculous and i and i have the nerves of a of a kid so i can't wait a whole week to see what happens next episode so i just wait till the whole season's on who and then just watch it uh i will say i tried to get into ozark when when there was tons of hype around like the first two two seasons Mm -hmm. like a few years ago it's low-key like a scary kind of creepy little show though and so i i don't know if i was just younger then and wasn't about it or (laughs) if it's just truly not my taste like, I, I think that the plot line is cool. I think parts of it were really cool and interesting. But it got to the point where it was just like, what am I watching? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something hard to get into. I definitely will admit season one was very slow for me. Um, the only reason I picked back up is because my friend swore to me season two was the wildest, was some of the wildest TV I've ever seen. So that's what got me back into it. Because I'm the type of person, if the season starts off slow, 
it's very hard for me to keep watching unless I know you're taking me somewhere by the end. If not, season by episode three or four, I'm done with it. I'm on to the next series. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I guess we could make that kind of just our anything but sports segment right there. Um, the only thing I would bring up in that anything but sports segment, you heard Future's new album? Oh, yes, I did. And let's just say he did not disappoint. When um, did he release that? Because I, I didn't hear any sort of hype around it. And I may have just been out of tune with Future, but I just saw it today. It was my workout playlist for the day. And it's not too bad. <laughs> Well, typically what a lot of these bigger artists do now is they don't really do like a whole press run. They'll just do like a like a quick little Instagram post, Twitter post, or they'll do like a one interview with like a big uh, magazine outlet like Future did his with GQ. It was like a uh, sit down interview with uh, Elliot Wilson and he just did like an interview and then he that interview released and then three days later he posted on his Instagram like the cover and then two days later he posted the album, the, t- the name of the album. And then t- uh, two days later, he posted the track listing. So with these bigger artists, they don't really do press runs because they know all they got to do is post on their social media one time and the fans are going to buy it and, and, and listen to it. And from what I've seen, it's, he's supposed to do 200,000 first week, which is absolutely nuts with the little promo he did. But that, I think that just shows you how big of an artist he is. Yeah, I, I'm, I rarely – I will say I'm, I'm, I'm so out of date with my music taste. I have like a workout mm-hmm. playlist. I got a chill playlist. And then I've got yeah. like – a christian playlist and it's songs oh. on there that i've that have been on there since like high school some from college something like the past yeah. few years but i'm absolutely terrible about adding new stuff to it and i rarely yeah. ever even check out new music unless it's like drake or a big name like that that's dropped an album yeah. are you are you a spotify or an apple music guy I'm definitely an Apple guy. People try to convert me to Spotify. I mean, I guess they say the playlist, but yeah. me personally, in my personal opinion, my playlists are better than any Spotify playlist they've ever put together. So I just, I, I, I can't subscribe to it. And I, I, my Apple music is so curated for me at this point that it would take forever, I feel like, for, my, for me to get Spotify exactly how I want it. So I'm just going to stick with Apple. I'm an Apple guy. See, I can, I can vouch for you. I think when I'm, when I'm in a car with you, I'm in a room with you. You gotta, you gotta pass the ox to to Urkel. I never wanted to be in control of it, um, but I will say, if I had Spotify, I think I'd be more in tune with newer music because I think they're better about like creating and pushing your custom made yeah. playlist to you. Which like Apple Music does that, but you have to click into like the for you section. And yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> No, they don't. And it's just so much music drops now. Like I'll literally find myself on Apple and then see a project that dropped two weeks ago from like artists I really like. And I'm like, where was this at? But exactly. the way the streaming game is now, like basically you have to pay to get on those front pages. Basically you have to pay to get on those playlists. Yeah. So if, you, if you're someone who doesn't want to pay, your label is not going to pay. You basically just have to trust that your social media presence and the little promo you're doing is going to push your work for people to see. If not, you basically just have dedicated fans that search for music. I know you don't have the time for that. I certainly don't have the time for that. So I'm basically on some, if I see your project, I'm going to listen to it. But yeah, like you said, it's, I, I, I do take pride in uh, being a good ox player. Uh, yes, that's sir. one thing for sure. That's, I, that's I, a talent. I, not, not everybody has that capability. Yeah. I, I I can set the vibe real quick. If you want to cry, I got the playlist for that. If you want to turn up, I got the playlist for that. I got the playlist for the oldies, the, the, the newies, whatever you want. You want to be thinking about your, your girlfriend from back in middle school. With a oh, dude, that's, that's all. Just play Drake's Take Care album and just, just start there crying, we go. There we go. That's, that's the playlist for that. <laughs> um, 
fantastic anything but sports segment. That may be the best we've ever done right there. Um, let's move right into headlines. Let, let's bring this back to sports. This is the post-game all right. podcast after all. Um, all right. First headline on the list reads NFL draft. And Urkel, let me be honest with you. I don't think I watched a single <laughs> second of it. Um, please tell me you caught at least a few seconds. So I did catch the Cowboys pick, um, which, by the way, I will have, I'm will. i going to go on a little uh, mini Cowboys right here. Soon, we we had like one first round, right? One first round. Yeah, pick? we got we got a uh, I believe we got an offensive line person. Oh, uh, I can't think yeah. of his name right now. So sorry to whoever we did draft. Um, He's from Tulsa, I, was pers- though, I do know that. Yeah, he is from Tulsa, uh, but we did get offensive line. Um, so we're trying to rebuild the offensive line and get that get that ready for Dak. Uh, me personally, I just I'm not mad at the pick. I just wish we would have went more in the skill position because with the trading of Amari Cooper, we are because this is the question I have for you, Chad. Do you think CeeDee Lamb is a number one receiver right now? Not talent-wise consistency. <laughs> on, the I, cow- on the Cowboys? Yeah. Like, do you think CeeDee Lamb's the number one receiver in the NFL right now? Oh, in the NFL, heck no. But I think I think on the Cowboys, he can easily be and is the number one guy. However, yeah, I I hate that we lost Amari. I I've said it on multiple podcasts in the past. He is one of the most sure-handed dudes in the league, but he needs vet money now. And I think it, it just didn't make sense for us. Um, but back to our draft pick, like it's never sexy to take an offensive lineman with a first yeah, round pick. Not. But I, I love it, honestly. Like, I, okay. I think we have so many good skill position guys. We're good at quarterback. We're good at receiver. We're good at wide out. Um, we built up our secondary a heck of a lot from what it was five-plus mm-hmm. years ago. Our D-line is full of absolute dogs. Um, so, really, our offensive line, which we were known for five-plus years ago, is now the weak point. And so, I'm, I'm all for it, the fact that we're beefing that back up. You and me both. I mean, honestly – I just think that – well, actually, speaking of the D-line, that hurt me what happened with Randy Gregory. Did Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, I thought we had him, and then literally an hour later, reports come out that he signed with the Broncos for the exact same money. So, in my head, I'm like, well, why would you go to the Broncos over the Cowboys? Yeah, that, but, that's you know, true. That's Who was it? I think it was Schefter that was totally wrong on that one. Yeah, he, he so he reported that he, so we signed him to the Cowboys. Then literally an yeah. hour later, he comes back out and say, actually, I jumped the gun. He signed it with the Denver Broncos for the same exact money. Because at first when it came out, everyone thought, oh, the Broncos must have offered him more money. They offered them the exact same money that the Cowboys did. But for whatever reason, he chose the Broncos. So, And this is before I think they even had Russell Wilson. So that's even the more crazy part. He's just a Denver guy, I guess. Wants to be skiing up in the mountains or something. Well, he wants to do something else, but we're going to keep this PG. So. <laughs> That's where I was thinking as well. Moving on to the next headline. How about our Dallas Mavericks? The Dallas Mavericks are moving Ooh. on. We won in, what was it? I think five. No, we won in six. Games. Six. Mm-hmm. Two. We had home court advantage, which I, I think was was huge, but it was also pretty big. We, we clinched the series in um, Utah. Um, so we're finally done with Gobert and the boys. Um, they're, they're in Cancun now. The Dallas Mavericks are cruising on to the next round, uh, Western Conference semis, and we'll be playing the Phoenix Suns. Eric, how do you feel about us in the next round? Um, so as the mass fan in me is like, okay, we're going to get it done. But this, the real fan in me is, do we have enough to beat the Phoenix Suns? I mean, 
Jalen Brunson is playing out of his mind, but the question I have, is he going to be able to continue that throughout these NBA playoffs? Because if not, if we go back to how it was the last few years where Luka Doncic is everything and everyone else just kind of stands around, we are not beating the Phoenix Suns. But if we're getting this, the mass that we've seen as of late, and especially Spencer did what he's played, shout out to him. He's been hooping like crazy. I think we can beat the Suns. It just depends on what Mavs team gets and shows up, honestly. I agree. I think that, honestly, the biggest thing in the playoffs, especially now that they're not in the bubble anymore and it's not COVID season, is, is home court advantage. Um, okay. Like, you, you've seen it this year, which has been so awesome to see because um, we haven't seen it in, in the past few years with, with COVID. There's been no fans or, or fewer fans. The fact that we have packed arenas now it's awesome. Um, it, it's it's a major, major advantage for the home team. It's all about matchups, though. Like, I think um, DeAndre Ayton could cause some problems. I mean, throw maybe Maxi Cleaver on him. Then you got Chris Paul and Devin Booker to, to worry about. Um, I love Brunson on Chris Paul. And then for Booker, maybe we throw Finney Smith at him. Um, it has to be. It has to be. He's Because he's our best. he's our best wing defender. Yeah, but you got Mikel Bridges, who's a little athlete, who I feel like um, Fanny Smith would match up perfectly with. But then I don't know what you would do about Booker. I, this is what I think is going to happen. I feel like this always happens, especially like because I feel like it happens with Steph Curry and James Harden, like the great scoring guards who aren't the best on defense. I think Luka will probably match up with Devin Booker to start. And then if it gets out of hand, you'll start to see yeah. a kid throw – maybe Brunson at Booker or Finney at Booker, but they're going to, I think it's going to see, we're going to see how it starts with Luca. And then if anything, we'll just kind of, you know, well, just as the time goes by, but I, I hope Luca knows that that the defense he's been playing as of late, <laughs> he's going to have to get it together. Otherwise Devin Booker is going to go up 50 on him real quick. Yeah. I, I think there's zero chance Luca starts out on Devin Booker because Booker, He's going to run around to try to get open. Luca can't be expending that much effort on defense as he very much does not. Um, he's, <laughs> he's capable of it, but he knows, okay, I need to save up to carry my team on offense. So, yeah, I, th I think we got Finney Smith on Booker, throw Luca on like Mikel Bridges or something. I mean, whoever's a power forward for them, maybe it's Bridges, maybe it's Jay Crowder, I don't know. Um, uh, we'll, we'll be fine. I, I, I really do think. This is kind of our year. Like, I, I think we can we can absolutely make at least the Western Conference Finals. Uh -huh. um, there's some pretty tough teams out in the East, which I feel like has not right. been the case for a while outside of one or two teams. Um, so I am kind of worried about the finals if and when we make it to that point. But then again, you can't look past the number one team in the East or the West that we're about to play. But I think I think we get through. I think we get it done in seven. I, I agree with that. And speaking of the Mavericks, I don't know if you heard about um, the rumors that's been going on that apparently Rudy Gobert's contract is up with the Jazz, and apparently the yeah. Mavs are going to show some interest in the offseason. What are we doing? Like, are you kidding me? Man, I love that. I, I love that pick. Like, we, we've always had, like, not a true center. It's more like a modern center, just like an athlete who can jump, who can rebound, who can block. It's not like your big Joel Embiid or, or Shaqs or something like that. Um, so, like, right now, I think of Dwight Powell. I think Powell is, like, a, a similar, honestly, just worse version of Gobert. So, I'm, I'm all yeah. for it. If we can pick up Gobert, he's a guy that, yeah, I don't really like playing against him, but if he can join us, come on. 
I don't know if I I don't know if I like Rudy Gobert. I mean, the dude's getting the dude has pet bees. Like that's who we want to be our center. The dude with pet bees. Like, are you kidding me? Man, and and like Shaq said, this games, I'm good. And think about all he does is catch lobs. And Luca absolutely right. draws so much attention when he drives, and then just throws up a little hook oop. Mm-hmm. And Gobert will go snatch him out of nowhere, out of out of out of the air. Um, mm-hmm. I think Gobert is perfect. I mean, well, I, first I, things from first, a defense. Let's give let's give Jalen Brunson the bag because we cannot lose him. If we lose Jalen Brunson, I think we're gonna have to give Mark Cuban the uh, Donkey of the Day or something award if if, if he fumbles that one. Yep, yep. Um, however, the 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 next headline on this is just general NBA playoff talk. Um, as we stand right now, we're recording this on May first. We're done. We're we're done with the first round of the playoffs. Um, we are now in the conference semifinals. So you've got four teams left on each side. Um, eight teams total, two games on each side before you get to the conference finals. So you got Dallas and Phoenix. We just told you we think Dallas will win in seven. Um, the other interesting series in the West, Golden State versus Memphis. Um, Golden State, they just played tonight. Golden State won game one. They're now up 1-0. Um, but it was it came down to the very last bucket that Morant yeah. missed. Who do you think takes that series? Uh, this is hard because I honestly hate both of these teams so much. Like, I, okay, I, I love John Morant because John Morant to me is just a hooper. He's a baller. Um, but as far as the Memphis team goes, I just don't believe in the hype just yet. Um, I think they're on the come up. Um, I just think they're a young team. And then I just hate the Warriors because they've just been good for so long. But at the end of the day, um, I do know that I think personally that the Warriors will get it done because I'm going to take the veteran leadership over the young and experienced team. Um, that's just my opinion. But like you said, since we're on the top of the playoffs, my personal opinion or my hot take is whoever wins that Milwaukee and Boston series is probably going to win it all, in my personal opinion. Because to me, those are the two best teams out of the whole – in the remainder of the playoffs. And – I know. And I was looking at that series today, like, dang, these are two pretty dang good teams that could, exactly. should probably meet in the conference finals. Mm. But then you look at the, the other side of the Eastern Conference, you've got Philadelphia and Miami. Somehow Miami is the number one seed. They, they dominated all year long. And Philadelphia, right. I feel like, could play with any of those teams. Like, I feel like Philadelphia is so dang solid, too. Um, man, I don't know. Um, but, but to go back to the Western Conference, Golden State versus Memphis – Given that almost everybody, I think, is, is healthy for Golden State, I got to take Golden State. Like, I, I like Memphis. I like Washington. I like the energy. I think they, um, they're just a gritty little team. Um, speaking of gritty, John Morant loves hitting the gritty after they win a series. Anyway, um, <laughs> out in the East. Dude, and they play Whoop That Trick. Did you not hear that? Their no. theme song for the playoffs is Whoop That Trick off of Hustle and Flow. I'm not kidding. That, like, that's what I'm with, saying. They're, they're bringing Memphis back it back into yeah. to, to a basketball town. Um, yeah, I mean, well, not like the Tennessee Titans give them much to cheer about, but that's it here nor there. Exactly. They're, they're giving at least <laughs> some, the folks of Tennessee something to to root for. Um, out east, though, Miami versus Philly. I don't know how Miami's so good. I, I think they just have a perfectly compiled team, like similar to the Mavs. Like it's. It's nobody too crazy. Like, uh, obviously, we have Luca. They have, you know, a Jimmy Butler. Butler, yeah. I, I don't know, though. I think they just 
they work so well together as a squad. Um, that's how they've had so much success. Like I even think back to like our high school days playing basketball. We didn't have anybody crazy. We just were a really good team somehow because we all kind of knew our roles. Um, I, I I don't see how they win though. Like I they have they have the number one spot. They should destroy Philadelphia. But I, give me Philadelphia in that series. I don't know how many games, but something tells me Philly's playing. Philly. Yeah. Okay, I see why you would say that, but the biggest question mark is two things right now. Joel Embiid is out indefinitely for games one and two, so we don't know what's going to happen with that. And then the biggest thing is James Harden. We, I, I still have a, a, uh, what's it called, an MIA, whatever you call it, out for James Harden because since James Harden went to the 76ers, he had that first good week, and it feels like the minute they played Brooklyn from that game on, it hasn't been the same. And 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 so I'm kind of like, if this was the James Harden of Houston, I think he could carry them for at least a couple of games to get them a couple of games until Joel and B gets back. But we still have not yet seen that James Harden that we know is the bad man that he is. And True. another question mark I have is is um, Maxi, the guard from Kentucky. He's been balling out of his mind. But again, can he keep up that consistency throughout these playoffs? That's the name of the game. And another name of the game is. The team that stays the healthiest throughout the playoffs is the team that wins because a trend in these playoffs so far has been, I feel like every team has dealt with a major injury thus far. Every team. I feel you. I, I think you just convinced me 100%. Like, I, I forgot Joel Embiid's out. He had that concussion, got elbowed in the face. Um, he called in the post-game interview. He's like, man, I think he broke his my face, which he did. <sighs> um, so, yeah, shoot. I, I, I got Miami. I, I walked back everything I just said. I got Miami winning that series. Um, and then another thing, you mentioned the Brooklyn. How much of a shame is that, that they got swept 4-0? Oh, the only team this year to get swept was the Brooklyn Super Team Nets. Well, I'm not surprised by that because, like, I, everyone when they were like Kyrie was able to play, I was like, I get it, the talent-wise. But, like, I think I saw a stat, like, Kyrie and Katie have only played, like, since they've been in Brooklyn, they've only played like 40, 50 games together. So they don't have that experience. And then the team that they had, like after they traded James Harden to Philly and then they got where they, they got back, they only played like 15, 20 games together. So it's like you can't expect that team just to go off a talent. Like, yes, they're, they have probably the best scoring duo in the NBA, but you got a bunch of players because you gave up basically everybody to Philly. So it's like you don't really have the depth that you would want to have. And so basically you're depending on two of your best players to play astronomically. And I think the key component was that Kevin Durant really wasn't Kevin Durant until game four when they had no, he had no yeah. choice to be because they're literally about to lose. But because the first two games he played were awful in my opinion. But. Agreed. A couple of things there. So, so one Kyrie Irving is so cold. He's, yeah, he's, he's a weird guy. dude. He's getting into some weird stuff. Um, <laughs> But he's so dang good. Like the, the the just the way he plays, his the, his control over the ball, the way he can finish, the way he can shoot, the way he's clutch. He's that dude. Um, Kyrie's amazing, and, and I I forget that until I see him play, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is Uncle Drew. Um, <laughs> however, yeah, I'm losing so much respect for Kevin Durant, and I think like his his legacy is losing a lot of respect because, yeah. and granted. It's it's short term. We'll forget about this by by next year. But you can't get swept if you're supposedly one of the top five, top three, top two players in the league. And Kevin Durant, 
as he's continuously gotten praised to be, you can't let yourself right. get swept, especially with another superstar like Kyrie on your team. You cannot let that happen. They've got a lot of work to do. And I think the real question here is, is Steve Nash going to be there next year or are they going to fire him? Because you know that's yeah. the trend now yeah. in the NBA is you when the super teams don't deliver their coaches, which I don't I don't agree with at all. I mean, yes, yeah, Steve Nash was a head coach, and he's a he, this is first year head coach, but I don't think that's on Steve Nash's like you can't put that on Steve Nash. Steve Nash didn't control Kyrie sitting out for over half the season. He didn't control James Harden not wanting to be in Brooklyn anymore, getting traded. He he can't control that. So I think you give him one more year. I think next year is his final year to prove, is he a good coach? Can he coach this team? And then if he can't get it done next year when he has all his marbles, all the pieces together, then you fire him. You don't fire him after the year he had because, I mean, at the end, it wasn't his fault. And no one thought Kevin Durant was going to be hurt mm, the whole season. No, because I, if you remember. I, I think it's the opposite. Like, I, I oh. think 100%. Like, the fact that they're a seven seed, yeah, that, that's not his fault. He had, he had injuries. Yeah. James Harden yeah, was checked right. out. James Harden was traded. But the fact that you're yeah. in the playoffs – it's zero zero. Like it's anybody's game in that first series. And the fact that he didn't get a single win with a healthy Kyrie and a healthy Kevin Durant, that's, that's cause for concern. I agree. I don't think you fire him yet after one year, give him another shot. Um, unless there's some big like locker room issue with him or like the players, he doesn't have the respect of the players. That's another story, but I think you give him another year, uh, but this is this is not looking good for him, getting swept in the first round with with those two being healthy. No, I agree. And remember too, they were the num they were the number one seed. And then once Kevin Durant got hurt, it literally went downhill from there. Yeah. But like you said, it's just well, next year is gonna be very interesting for some coaches because there's a lot of coaching positions available right now. Yeah. Um final game to get to. Um, it is the the other, excuse me, conference semifinal game in the East, Milwaukee versus Boston. Um, who got one in that one? Oh, give me. This, this one could I, go I, either way. I have zero idea. So you're going to. I think, I think the X factor is going to be Boston has all their, both of their star players healthy and Milwaukee's without Chris Middleton. And I know Ben's going to quit. Ben, Ben, my little is going to kill me, but. I got to go with Boston and I, and, and they're trying to prove to me that, oh yeah, the Bucks are being able to do it. And, and I think Giannis is capable of doing that. Yes. But I just think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, especially Jason Tatum is just on another level right now. The statement he made in, in the first series against the, the Nets to not only sweep them, but I'm pretty sure he averaged, he scored over 30 points each game he played. So I think Jason Tatum is, proving a point right now that he is a top 10 player in this league right now. And I just don't see the Bucks being able to overcome the loss of Chris Middleton. I think that's a bigger loss than people want to talk about. What, what happened to Middleton? Um, I believe he sprained his MCL. So he's out for the season, but apparently if the Bucks win, he will be, he, he should be available for the, the conference finals. Supposedly. Okay. Yeah, man. I, that's a good call. I, I think, yeah, Boston's good. Um, they're, they're kind of like Miami to where they just have – I mean, granted, they have Tatum. Tatum's a true superstar now. He's proven it over and over again. He's clutch. Um, they, they've got a good little squad. But I think they, the key with them is they're just a good team. Like, they, they all play well, well together. Same with Miami, Milwaukee. You've got Giannis and then maybe one or two others that want to step up on any given night. 
Um, uh-huh. I kind of agree with you. I, I think I, I got to take Boston. Um, I think Giannis is going to do everything to keep that from happening and just going to continue to drop buckets two feet from the rim. Um, yeah. But but I got I got Boston. I agree with that 100%. Dude. I, I just think Boston's a young team, a hungry team. And that's another surprise because remember – Remember, like at the beginning of the season, they were Marcus Smart was mad at Jalen Brown and all of them because he because he felt they were just too were they was too focused on them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just I, I think this is just a tale of two halves because we saw um we saw Boston be one of the worst teams in the East and now the best team, and then we saw Brooklyn go from the best team one of the worst teams. So this is how it goes. True. Um, I think that wraps it for headlines, unless you have any other any other sports topics you want to want to throw in there? That's about the only thing. I, well, I do have a question, but we'll save that for the fourth quarter. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, the only other thing I wanted to bring up um, before we get into the fourth quarter is a quick card talk. Um, and the reason for doing that, I just, I just feel like I have to brag for a moment. I've, I've picked up, so I, I basically I traded for a card and it's a LeBron autograph card, which LeBron autographs are just tough to come by because he doesn't sign much. Like he has an exclusive um, contract with Upper Deck to where he only okay. signs Upper Deck cards and Upper Deck mm-hmm. hasn't produced basketball products in a long, long time because Panini, the major card manufacturer now has the license as in like mm-hmm. Panini is the only company that's allowed to use the license names like the Dallas Mavericks, the, the Miami uh-huh. heat and put those names on the cards while upper deck, all the other companies can't do that. Um, uh-huh. So upper deck doesn't produce any other real basketball products. And so rarely ever um, do you see LeBron autographs. There were, there were a ton before, I think it was like 08, 07 when Mm-hmm. then between 0708 to 2003 was when upper deck had the rights for basketball there was tons of basketball product release tons of lebron autographs in there and then there was a big old break um and every now and then upper deck will release these really cool sets that that may not be licensed sets because they don't have that license um but it'll still include some lebron autographs in there just because he he does have that contract with them. So this one's actually, it's an upper deck um, master collection is what it's called. All-time greats collection. LeBron's in there. It's a super clean card. It's like a canvas looking card. It's black with a nice little like copper looking foil around it. Um, On-card autograph from LeBron. Anyway, this was out of the 2015-2016 set. Um, And so what I did with this one is this was relatively scary but i did a a trade which is pretty dang common in the card world is trading some of your cards for for other cards i mean obviously they're they're trading cards technically um it's just when you're doing it virtually over the internet um you want to obviously make sure you do your research on the person you're trading with before just blindly doing it um some people will even basically send each other money to cover the trade through PayPal goods and services. So that way you can actually file a claim if somebody, you know, holds the bag and doesn't, doesn't actually send your cards to you. Um, so you can get all your money back. But um, this guy was, was super reputable that he had tons of vouchers from other people in this group. Um, so I traded a few of my cards for this card. 
Um, plus, I think if a little bit of cash on top of it. Long story short, I finally have a beautiful LeBron autograph in the card collection. And that's one that I don't think I will ever sell. Um, but if I do, it'll be a long, long time from now. Yeah, when it comes to card talk, I mean, I'm going to have to do my research on it. But I, I, you were on the cards very early. I, I remember you were telling me about uh, the card game. And I was like, okay, I want to get into it. And like Jake said, I, I used to have cards a lot. I used to collect cards when I was in like elementary, middle school. And then with a lot of stuff I used to collect, I just got rid of it over time, I'm, which I'm kind of mad. I feel like I would have had some cards in there that could have, you know, got me in the card game but you've inspired me to do some research so <laughs> next week i'll have more to put on the card talk segment i promise yeah don't worry about it card talk was always my little segment jake jake normally said all right moving on to the fourth quarter so speaking of it is now fourth quarter time in honor of jake our four fingers are in the air um i got four urkel same as it was with jake this will now be your segment um oh. if anything what do you got for us today? So the fourth quarter um, is the, for the fourth quarter. I do have a question. Um, I saw it on our, our little walkthrough, but I guess we uh, took it off. Um, what do you, how do you feel uh, the college hoops transport portal has done to the game of college basketball? Do you think it's hurt or help? Because I had an interesting uh, conversation with um, a, one of my friends who thinks it's the worst thing. And the reason he does, is because Texas tech, has really gotten the, the small end of the stick. We literally lost our two best players to the transfer portal. Um, the first one was Terrence Shannon Jr. Um, he, declared, he declared he was leaving, like, I think three days after we lost the, um, the Sweet 16 or whatever, Robbie lost in the March Madness tournament. And then we just lost our best player, Kevin McClure. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm butchering your name probably. But he announced he was leaving. Um, at first, he said he was first. He was on the fence about either going to the NBA route or coming back, and then he announced that he was coming back to college. But he announced that he was transferring, and the la the two schools he picked to transfer to are Kansas and Villanova. And if he goes to Kansas, I will tell you this right now: <laughs> if y'all thought Coach Beard had to come in, oh my goodness, you haven't seen anything yet. Because I think if he transfers to Kansas, I just think it's that the tech fans will hate him forever yeah um so first off yeah i saw that on the rundown i i really thought that was from our podcast a month ago and i just deleted those so my fault uh um, but transfer portal wise i hate it i mean i i think okay. you, you got to get the kids where they want to be but with that plus the NIL deals now, which I'm all for, let's get college kids paid, but let's get them officially paid, not by like this, you know, Cane's chicken sponsorships. Because <laughs> um, like, I think it was Nick Saban that said it, you can literally buy your players now, basically. You'll have these boosters that come in that throw money at kids yeah. just to acquire them in, in, in the transfer portal or whatever it may be. So I'm, I'm against it, um, but... I am all for flexibility and getting the kids where they want to be and getting them paid in some way. I just, I don't have the answer to that. Yeah, Chad. I, no, so I definitely agree with what they were saying, but um, I, I'm all for the uh, the NIL, the name image likeness thing, but I do agree with that, that the transport portal is, I guess, I guess you would say hindering the, the college hoops program, but I mean, at the end of the day, the era, we, the era we're in now, a lot of these kids are trying to do the best they can to get to that next level. And so I don't 
I'm not surprised by it anymore. Um, I actually expect it now um, because I feel like a lot of kids also run away from competition too. As far as like the minute new the new kid on the block comes in, a lot of the kids don't really feel like having to prove themselves and feel like oh I should be over this player. And they they see the door and they're they're running they're on the first thing smoking. Um, like I don't know if you saw the uh, the kids from St. Petersburg. Uh, oh yeah, like the the St. Peter's. Three days after they were out of there. Now, granted, yeah. I do think that was part because their coach left and to go to another coach, another school. Yeah. But um, they were all out on the first thing smoking, and then and 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 so I get it, I understand it, but I I just think the era we're in now, these kids are on. They're going to do whatever it takes, they or whatever they think it takes to put themselves in the best position to get to that next level. So I I just think that's what they're going to continue to do. So. I agree. Um, yeah, that's a good call with the St. Peter's thing. Um, the other thing I saw in the headlines was that we didn't get to was MLB stuff. Ooh. Did you have any MLB talk? I haven't uh, been watching hardly any of it, other than I just yeah. I love Otani. Uh, I'm not really a I'm, I'm I, I like him. He's entertaining, but I'm not really I'm not really a big baseball guy now. If you want me to come out to the baseball park with you, that's fine. But me only baseball I really care about is playoff baseball so basically I have some hotter takes when come like around fall season when it starts to really hit up but right now it's just I think this is for like the true you know baseball fans who just love sitting at home watching baseball but I I'm not I don't really think I can just get into the baseball season like that unless I'm actually at a game and 1000% agree that that's exactly me right there like I I it's hard to be playoff baseball. Like when the, especially cause the, I have a tie in with the Braves. Now my wife's from Atlanta, I'm low key becoming a Braves fan. Not low However, key. when <laughs> they play the Rangers, key. I'm still pulling for the Rangers. Um, right, just make go. that clear. But um, yeah, when they were making their playoff run, but just really playoff baseball in general, it's, it's tough to beat. like late, late innings. You got a tight game. Every at bat counts. It's, it's pretty dang interesting and fun to watch. But yeah, for right now, this hundred plus game season, I, you won't catch me watching a game unless I'm actually there at the game. That's fun. Nothing wrong with that. Like that, that's always a good time if you can go to a ballpark and catch a game that way. But but yeah, you won't you won't catch me playing fantasy baseball or, or watching them on TV. Oh, speaking of going to events, I think I'm going to the Byron Nelson next week. So that should be a good time. That's next week. I believe so. Because uh, one of my homies asked me, uh, Lorando asked me to go with him next week. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that was next week. But I, it's coming up quicker than I thought. So maybe, sure. maybe we got the yeah, dates wrong. Like, I don't I know. That just happened. But, yeah, no, I think you – shoot, I think you may be right. Um, so I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm, I'm all for uh, watching some golf. Um, the, the last thing – I actually had a topic for fourth quarter today. This Ooh. may end us for the day. Um, I wanted to talk about the biggest celebrity sports fans, and this can be any sport. This could be basketball. This could be tennis. This could be football. And what made me think of it was seeing the Grizzlies um, game and John Morant, his dad has become a celebrity off of the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> he had some banter going back and forth with Carl Anthony Towns, dad. Um, the loser of the series, that opposing dad, had to wear the other son's jersey. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that. So John Morant won. Carl Anthony Towns' dad had to wear John Morant's jersey. Um, but I saw an image that was absolutely legendary the other day. 
John Morant's dad was sitting right next to Usher. And for those of you that don't know, (laughs) pause the podcast right now, go to Google, search for John Morant's dad. This dude looks just like Usher. So the fact that they sat right next to each other, I even saw the Grizzlies did like a lookalike cam on the on the Jumbotron. <laughs> and they, they showed John Morant's dad next to a picture of Usher. Then they zoomed out. They showed Usher right next to him. They were wearing the exact same thing. Same sunglasses, same color shirt. They both were wearing a chain. Granted, Usher's was a heck of a lot larger. Um, so it got me thinking, like, and I don't know how big of a, a – sports or basketball fan usher is but i think it was cool he was there in that moment the for me the biggest celebrity sports fans that come to mind are like you got to think of like the the lakers jack nicholson i think is his name like the the movie producer who's been going for years and years and years you've got spike lee for the knicks um and then you've obviously got drake i i don't it doesn't get much bigger than that he's big toronto raptors fan of course um any other big time celebrities that you can think of that are just diehard sports fans? Well, Drake is, but they say that's a curse. So that's why I'm like any any team I like, I'm like Drake. Please don't cheer for them because apparently Drake has a curse. Where any team he likes, he 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 curses them to lose. But I don't know if you remember that time Drake was <laughs> in the Kentucky warm up lines for like that spring thing they do to start oh, off yeah. the college basketball season. And I was like, Drake, like, leave it to leave it to professional. He was he was over there acting like he was about to get some quality minutes in the game, like relax. But mm-hmm. I know Drake's a big Tom sports fan. Um, Bill Murray's a big sports fan. He goes like everything. I see him at Knicks games and stuff all the time. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Cubs are his team. Yeah, the Cubs are him. I've I've seen him. Uh, uh, who else? Oh, oh, Spike Lee. How can we admit? he? He's a loyal fan too because he he's been a Knicks fan even when they're terrible. Yeah. So. The fact he could support them is still nuts to me. But I, yeah. I Patrick Mahomes is too, apparently. He, I just saw him at the Mavs game courtside for the playoff game. Yeah, so. I saw that too. Yeah, you're right. He he's a he's a big time Dallas fan. Yeah. Um, and he goes to anything tech. Like I'm pretty sure he was at the tech uh tech game when they once when they went to the uh this last this previous March Madness tournament. I yeah. swore he was at one of the games. So I know, I know we were just talking baseball. I know George Bush is a big Rangers fan. I think he oh. actually used to be like a part owner or still is or something. Um, so I know I've seen him in a tons of a ton of Rangers games. Um, man, I'm trying to think who else. I know like Gary V, big influencer, social media, motivational marketing guy. He's a big Jets fan. His goal is to buy the Jets one day, which I think eventually will actually happen. Um, who else? Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to think like off the top of my head. Um, Kevin Hart's a big Eagles fan. He or he's just a Philly fan in general. He goes yeah. to all the Eagles games and Mike, Mike Rubin is too. I know, I know, I know he, I know he likes them, but but is he that big a fan? Well, you know how you know how a lot of these celebrities are. Once their hometown team goes good, then all of a sudden they want to put the jerseys on and say, go Eagles, go, or whatever team. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't throw him in that category. I'm thinking like the Spike Lees, the Bill Murrays, the diehards. Oh, well, then even, even Drake. Like, you see him as the past Everywhere. few years, ever since Kawhi that went there and went on a ship. Um, but before that, you didn't see much of Drake, Drake pulling for the Raptors. So even Drake is – I'm hesitant to throw I'm in that think, category. There's one on the top of my tongue. I just – I can't – I can't succumb to the name right now, but there is a couple of players. There's a couple of celebrities where there's just like uh, Floyd Mayweather's a big sports fan. So that's who it was. 
he's at every game. He was at the Lakers game one night. Then he turned around and went to the Miami game, the Heat game the next <laughs> game. So he's a big he's a big NBA guy. I know that. Um, I just pulled up a list: the thirty biggest celebrity sports fans. This oh gosh, this was Macklemore's the cover. So exactly. I don't know how credible this, this source is. By Bleacher Report <laughs> in twenty fourteen. Mark, um, oh, Mark Wahlberg is a pretty big one, Wahlberg but he's, I feel like he's Boston. Boston Jesse James for the Broncos, Hugh Grant, uh, get out of here, Will Smith. Oh, God. He's been canceled. Jesse yeah, Alba, no. Jimmy Buffett, I don't know about that. Jerry Seinfeld for the Mets, okay. Ashley Judd, Snoop Dogg. Okay, yeah, Snoop like Dogg that. is one we forgot. He loves his sports. He goes to everything. Yep, big L.A., Oakland. California guy, Carrie Underwood, eh, Drew Carey, Vince Vaughn, okay. Um, oh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that's a big, that's one. A big one. Anything he's a UT guy through and through, so you can't really like him. That's your rival. Um, that's funny. They got Rihanna in here with a picture of her in, in heat year, but this is published in 2014, so this was fresh off the big three, and they're running Miami, so I'd be interested to see if She's still a diehard Miami fan. Denzel um, Washington, okay. Um, Lil Wayne likes the Lakers. Bieber's in there. Yeah, this is definitely outdated. They got Drake. Well, they, they got Drake. Kevin Hart. See, you told Kevin, you. Kevin Hart, okay. <laughs> it says under favorite team, it says numerous teams. <laughs> That's what I think of, too. Like, Kevin Hart will be there, but is he a diehard like a Spike Lee? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I wouldn't say he's a diehard like that. Um, Will Farrell for USC. Okay. Jay Z for Brooklyn. I like that. And I think doesn't Jay Z own some of? Doesn't he own a part of the Brooklyn Nets? I as think well? he does. Um, I think that's right. Like, I know Dwayne Wade is a part of the Jazz, and I know Alex Rodriguez just bought the Timberwolves, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, I think Jay-Z has some sort of, like, sports agency, too, or something. Really? Anyway, I like the way they round out the list. The list is, is finished by Spike Lee and Jack Nicholson. Which, which I'm not mad at all, because those yeah. are – Jack Nicholson looks like he doesn't miss a Lakers game, honestly. Yeah, he, he's been going for years and always courtside. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap up episode 33 of the post game podcast. So good to be back, Urkel. I appreciate you joining, stepping in. Um, Jake, you will be missed. I'm sure we'll have you on as a guest one time or, or two here in the future. But, Urkel, I think you absolutely crushed it today. However, if y'all disagree, write us a review, let us know. <laughs> if y'all love adding Urkel to the podcast, also let us know. I think he'll be here for, for the indefinite future for sure. Um, Urkel, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Chad. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Episode 33 in the yes, books. Sir. As we always say, write a review. Um, give us a follow on social media at the Post Game Pod on Instagram. And then most importantly, hit that link in our Instagram just to go to the listener questions and write us a question. And then we'll answer those on the next podcast. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. See y'all next time.